0: Hello and welcome to another episode of No Such Thing as a Fish presents International Factball, Brought to you by the QILs in association with VisitEngland.com My name's Andy and I'm here with three of the QILs They are in no particular order, Anna, James and Anne And today's match is a humdinger, it's going to be Italy versus Switzerland So, there's the whistle Interesting facts about Italy Take it away
1: I love the fact that in Italy They have a word for the at symbol Which we kind of don't Hmm. One that's commonly used And their word is ciocciola Which means snail Because obviously it looks like a snail
0: That is very good It's nice Yeah
1: And paparazzi The word paparazzi You guys know what that means in Italian?
2: Is it buzzing insect?
1: Yeah it's buzzing mosquitoes Yeah It's
2: Um, from La Dolce Vita isn't it? Yeah
1: it's named after the paparazzo character Tiramisu means pick me up
2: Yes Boozy Yeah
0: After your
3: lunch It gets you through the afternoon If you
0: want to pick me up Yeah I read that confetti, obviously it's an Italian sounding word, but it was also invented in Italy, but it was originally candied spices and Italian families would throw it from their balconies to the crowds below. Isn't that cool? That is good.
2: Uh, 10% of all food stolen in Italy is Parmesan cheese. Wow. (laughs)
3: It is pretty pricey. When uh, McDonald's first opened in Italy, they opened in Rome in uh, 1986 and everyone was furious and the designer Valentino tried to close it down because it was too noisy and there was an unbearable smell of fried food the the air Wow. That's great what? That doesn't sound
1: like McDonald's I know <laughs> ah.
0: I read that At the grand opening Of that McDonald's People stood outside Handing out pasta Because yes, it was, was a traditional to... Italian food And they said This is what you should be eating None of these burgers
2: Even now they don't want Foreign food coming into Italy There was a politician called um, I don't know what his first name was I think is Mr. Zaya And he was trying to um, Stop all foreign foods From coming in And someone asked him Have you ever eaten a kebab And he said no And I defy anyone To prove the contrary I prefer the <laughs> dishes Of my native veneto and i even refuse to eat a pineapple, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> what about a
0: pineapple that pizza? is great
2: yeah pineapple He's pizza oh yeah and the other thing tomatoes aren't native to italy are they
1: well pasta isn't a traditional italian dish at all it was brought over by the arabs mm. in the 13th century wasn't it and they adopted it as their own but it used to be eaten with honey and sugar before mm. the 17th 18th century pasta wasn't eaten with tomato sauce it was dipped oh. in honey and sugar Sounds i don't want to nice. try
0: that um mussolini wanted all italians to eat rice not pasta and uh, he had a national day for rice and there was the national rice board which you know brought free bags of rice to people and it really wanted to encourage them so that they could be self-sufficient
2: do they also have a national cheese
0: board <laughs> very good my favorite kind of italian pasta is Preti which are these little things which i think they look like cord and the literal translation for Preti is priest strangler's not that cool?
3: Mm. Didn't yeah. ciabatta mean slipper?
0: Yes, yes it does. does. And it was invented
3: really recently. It's yeah. yeah, 1982. 80s. Yeah. My favourite Italian food fact is actually also a football fact. Maybe it's not allowed. No, yeah. we can... Oh. We but could, I could, love it.
0: We average about one football fact per podcast, okay, so can I, I can okay. Can I claim this <laughs> this week's?
3: There was a football match. It was Scotland versus Italy, and the Scotland fans chanted, we're going to deep fry your pizzas. ha
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: ha. Just speaking about um, football chants There was a match It was Napoli against Verona And the Verona fans were singing We hope that Vesuvius goes off And the uh, Napoli fans were singing Juliet is a whore
0: Wow (laughs) Wow Okay, I have a question for you Name something that happened in Italy Between the 5th and the 14th of October 1542 Uh, New Pope No Was Leonardo da Vinci died? nothing. Did they have a
3: calendar Uh, jump and they switched their days?
0: Exactly. Nothing happened.
3: Ah. Nothing happened
0: between the 5th and the 14th of October in that year. Pope Gregory ordered that those days should not happen so that they could make up for previously inaccurate calendars and get with the programme. Do you know where the easiest place to get cocaine in Italy is? Uh, Yes, but I cannot tell you on this podcast because the next time I go, it'll be swamped.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, the easiest place is the air. Researchers have tested the air in Rome and found that there are traces of cocaine, also cannabis, nicotine and caffeine.
1: You just walk around with your mouth open like a bear trying to catch
3: that,
2: <laughs> <laughs> And
1: the cocaine just jumps in. Um, um, the mafia is still very dominant, isn't it, in Italy? Yes. Uh, I think 80% of small businesses in the capital of Sicily pay uh, pizza protection money. Um, 80%? 80% is a lot, isn't it? Across the whole of southern Italy, the Mafia makes more than 20 billion a year through extortion. Whoa. And Corleone, so Corleone, the town in Sicily, has got a petition to change its name because of the negative connotations. Oh, Something really really. nicer.
2: Yeah. Speaking of the Mafia, did you hear the terrible thing that they did last year? They kidnapped the world's smallest pony.
1: Oh, not no. put it in someone's bed? That is too far.
2: <laughs> they <laughs> put did a very small <laughs> bed. Yeah. <laughs> It was a 63 centimetre tall animal named Charlie and he was taken from his stall in Citadel Castello.
3: Did they get him back?
2: I'm not sure, actually. I couldn't find...
3: If anyone knows what happened to Charlie, you
1: can call this number. (laughs) Charlie, if you're out there, we're not angry. Okay,
2: just come
0: back. We're (laughs) just disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that means that at halftime, it's time for our mid-match quiz, brought to you by visitengland.com. We've got three questions relating in some way or another to England, so who would like to go first? I have one. Yeah, Anne.
3: I had a brilliant time a few weekends ago. I went to Cadbury World in Birmingham, and they had lots of great information, and they had a bit about how the Mayans used cocoa beans as currency. They didn't have coins. So it cost two cocoa beans for a pumpkin, but how many for a rabbit? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Answers okay. on a postcard.
2: Uh, James? Okay. Um, my question is, in Old Cheshire, what did they mean when they said sparrow farts? Okay. <laughs> mm. Do they mean the farts of sparrows? Maybe. You'll have to tune in to find out. (laughs) I'm going to be here. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) Anna? So, during World War II, for what did MI6 use human semen?
2: Oh, I thought it was mostly the Navy who used semen.
0: (laughs) Very good. Okay, so that's the halftime quiz over. Uh, So, we will give away the answers at the end. And now it's time for the second half of the match, which is Switzerland.
1: Every year
3: they have an annual Santa Claus World Championship called
1: Wow Is this how Santa Claus is
2: selected?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, you there's going to be a Channel that, 5 you? reality show coming yeah. soon.
2: Switzerland <laughs> is the only country to have enough nuclear shelters for its entire population. Wow. Oh
1: Yeah. You can't name your child pineapple or banana or fairy tale or whatever it is that everyone who's famous these days names their children if you're in Switzerland because you have to choose from an approved list of baby names
0: but the country has been neutral since about the mid 14th century they used to be quite an aggressive territorial expansionist power and then they had one really unpleasant battle or a few battles in the 14th century and they said right actually we're not doing this anymore and they just <laughs> formed the boundaries almost completely of modern switzerland soon after that and they just have not gotten involved since then There's they sort of, have
2: had yeah. the odd little battle in between themselves the cantons I oh think. yeah there was a battle uh, between zurich and zug rather nicely, in 1529. War was declared, but before any fighting could take place, the two teams, or the two groups of soldiers, sat down, settled their differences, and called off the war, and the soldiers from both sides sat on the border and
0: shared a cauldron of milk soup. Wow. One thing I really like is that senior soldiers in the Swiss Army, they have flowers instead of stars. A major general who would have two stars on his epaulets in other NATO countries would have two Edelweiss on his epaulettes in Switzerland. Oh, that's good. Cute. awesome.
2: Speaking of keeping yourself to yourself, I read about a block of flats near Zurich. This is for people who claim to suffer from hypersensitivity to chemicals and electromagnetic radiation. And there are apartments there that have been designed specifically so there's no smoking, no perfume, no mobile phones, and it's supposed to be for people who find that they're allergic to modern life.
1: Um, I might use allergic to modern life as my excuse for not being on Twitter, hence. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I love about Switzerland is that the Reichenbach Falls, where
3: Sherlock Holmes fell to his death, are in Switzerland. So the Sherlock Holmes Society go on a pilgrimage to the Reichenbach Falls where they reenact the fall but with dummies, not with real people. And one thing I learned from reading about it was that apparently in nineteen ten, Sherlock Holmes books were banned from station booksellers because they were having a bad effect on the
1: Swiss youth. What? Apparently, jumping off the falls, possibly. They weren't all just smoking pipes and wearing <laughs> those funny
0: hats. And solving crimes Crowned in upon. a slightly annoying way. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so Switzerland was where Conan Doyle, Arthur Conan Doyle, popularised skiing. I think he discovered it on holiday in Norway, and then he was in Switzerland, and he looked around and thought, look, mountains, snow... I know what I'm going to do here. And he found two other people in Switzerland that ski, but they could only ski by night because they were mocked so mercilessly by the Swiss Aww. masses for doing such a weird thing. But then Conan Doyle was a big popular guy, and he started doing it, and it caught yeah, on. Yeah, skiing by night that's doesn't nice. sound
2: particularly yeah. safe, does it? No,
1: I guess that's maybe, why, that's, maybe that's
3: why the, people mock them. Maybe that's where the very brightly coloured ski wear began.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so one really fun thing. I found, this is a lot of my facts are from a book called Swiss Watching I read last year, which is really good. So if you're into Switzerland, I recommend you read it. In Switzerland, people tend to rent their graves for about 20 or 25 years rather than buying them, and then the space is used again, and all the old headstones are broken up to make gravel. But the idea is there's so little space because Switzerland is so mountainous. There's almost no flat space, and when you know there's a limited amount of space for people to die in. Basically, since
1: euthanasia is legal, they're dropping like flies. So. <laughs> They should do
2: like they do in in Tibet, just put their bodies up at the top of the mountains and let the birds eat them.
1: That's going to (laughs) traumatise (laughs) the (laughs) skiers. Um, well, a Swiss celebrity is a six-legged calf called Lily, who I would urge everyone to look up
2: because she's
0: Wow, cute. Lily the calf, cool. Yeah,
1: so weird, just two extra legs hanging off her back. Mm. And she's a
2: celebrity, you say?
1: Yeah, they don't have a lot going for them in the no, celebrity world. like,
0: <laughs> which program does she host? I
1: think she hosts the 10 o'clock news. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Either they don't have many celebrities or they've got so many that literally even a six-legged cow <laughs> can achieve fame.
1: <laughs> All right, Andy,
2: just
3: I'm a jealous.
0: celebrity, get these legs
3: off <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like, you know, for the animal welfare this is brilliant fact that you aren't allowed to keep a solitary guinea pig in switzerland oh. you have to give it a friend if your guinea pig dies you too you can rent one to be mates with your one
0: we're coming up to full time now so any extra facts that you want to get them in get them in now in
1: 1474 a rooster in switzerland was prosecuted by law in the city of basel for laying an egg because obviously roosters can't lay eggs. Now, a modern interpretation might say it was actually a chicken that had been passing for a rooster, but the animal was sentenced in a solemn judicial proceeding and condemned to be burned alive for the heinous and unnatural crime of laying an egg. The execution took place, according to eyewitness accounts, with as great solemnity as it would have been observed in consigning a heretic to the flames and was witnessed by an immense crowd of townsmen and peasants. It was
2: witnessed by a great number of peasants who were
0: cooking vegetables
2: (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Gravy.
0: Preparing a white wine sauce. (laughs) That's the final whistle. So now it's time for the answers to our mid-match quiz, uh, brought to you by VisitEngland.com. Anne, your question was first.
3: So my question was the Mayans used cocoa beans as currency so they didn't have coins, and it took two, two cocoa beans for a pumpkin. How many for a rabbit? it'll be 10
1: cocoa beans to buy a rabbit although legally um in the mayan culture i think you had to buy
0: two
2: rabbits by law <laughs> so actually 20. so it's <laughs> always costing you 20. Yeah. wow great fact yeah. from nice. Capri's world Capri world excellent place james um my question was in old cheshire what did the word sparrow farts mean and it meant very early in the morning ah, yeah, yeah you would be up with the sparrow farts nice anna
1: my question was, in World War II, what did MI6 use human semen for? And they used it, or well, I guess one of the functions it had, uh, was to be used as invisible ink for transmitting letters. So? Yes, wow. it is so.
0: God, Ian Fleming didn't write that up in the James Bond books, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Bond dipped his quill into the inkwell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There are your answers. And if you'd like to win a load of QI goodies, we've got lots of things which we are giving away via the visitengland.com website. So check that out and you can see what there is for you to win there. So at the end of the match, I'm going to give the arbitrary job of picking a winner to Anna. Anna, who wins?
1: I am going to go with Switzerland because I don't want my bank account being shut down.
0: Excellent. Okay, that's everything from today. We hope you've enjoyed listening. If you'd like to get hold of any of us, you can do so on Twitter. Anne is on... I'm
3: Miller underscore Anne.
0: James is at... at... egg Eggshaped. I'm at Andrew Hunter M. Anna, still not on Twitter, but if you want... If you
1: want, you can tweet at Quikipedia, and I'll reply to you there.
0: Okay. We have another match coming up tomorrow, which is, James? That will be Nigeria versus
2: Bosnia and Herzegovina.
0: Well, one against two. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hope you've enjoyed listening. Thanks very much, and tune in for another one of these tomorrow. Goodbye.